Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Come on. Let's praise the Lamb of God. Let's praise the Lamb of God. Let's praise the Lamb of God. You might as well go ahead and stand to your feet. Let's praise the Lord together. Hallelujah. 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 Give me some more up here, brother. I need something up here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's go ahead and bless the name of the Lord. Let's go ahead and bless our King and our God. Let's praise Him right now. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our praise. Man, we need a breakthrough. We need a breakthrough. We need a breakthrough. We need a breakout. We need a breakthrough. We need some miracles. We need some deliverance. Am I by myself tonight? I don't know. We are going to see some breakthroughs before this weekend is over with. We're going to see some miracles before this weekend is over with. If, if, if we're going to see some breakthroughs before this weekend is over with, we're going to see some miracles before this weekend is over with. If you hear the word, if you mix your faith with the word, and you respond to the word, then we're going to see God move because God's a God of his word. Amen. But if we come to be entertained, we're at the wrong house, or I'm in the wrong house. Hey, man, I know I'm as pretty and good-looking as any cheerleader you ever seen, but I ain't cheerleading you tonight or in this revival. You need a good-looking, you need a, well, never mind. I won't talk about that. I'm going to go to Ephesians chapter 4 in a few minutes. I give honor to, to, the, to Pastor and Sister Pruitt. Honor to be here tonight. I thank God for this opportunity. Appreciate you letting me come. Give honor to you and thank God for you and your beautiful wife. And I know we're going to see God do great things in this service tonight and this weekend and I, I knew immediately when I seen the bishop walk in the house that I had to behave and uh, so bishop shoulders and sister's shoulders so good to see you and so I'll, I got to be on my best behavior tonight can't act like a heathen like I do most of the time got to behave tonight and he was really excited when he seen my water bottle was only like three quarters of the way full he said praise God it'll be short and sweet tonight Hallelujah. Amen. Love you, Bishop. Give honor to you. Thank God for you. Let's give Bishop a great big hand right now. Aren't they great people, wonderful people? And we thank God for them. And Pastor and Sister Tipton, praise God. What an honor it is to have you all here with us tonight. God bless you. Thank God for you. Let's give them a great big hand right now. Amen. It's awesome to have great friends, isn't it? To all the other ministers in the house, I give honor to you as well. Praise God. It's honored to have great friends, and I consider, let me just say this about, I won't call him Petey, but he's, you know, he's the illustrious potentate now, so I'm going to call him Pastor, Pastor, got to call him Pastor, but he's one of my best friends in the whole wide world. The people that don't know us, we can mess them up when we start going back and forth on Facebook with each other. We kind of go back and forth, throw a little uppercut, a little jab, a little whatever, poking and picking at each other, and sometimes people think we're serious. We're just friends. That's what good friends do, and I love and appreciate this man of God and his wife. They don't know how much they mean to me and my family. Amen. I'm going to Ephesians chapter 4, and I'm just, I'm going to tell you what, I'm jumping in the deep end of the pool tonight, and I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready. We, I've been praying and fasting and seeking God, and I didn't come here to preach a couple of little nice sermons and collect a paycheck and go to the house. I come here to obey God and for this church and for this house and for this people. Amen. And we're thankful for all of our visitors and our guests that are here tonight. But I'm here mainly for this house. 
for this church, and we're just going to jump in the deep end and see what God's got for us tonight. Amen? Ephesians chapter 4, I'm going to start in verse 11. I'm going to start in verse 11. I'm going to read several scriptures. You just stay with me tonight, and we'll, we'll see where God's going to take us. Ephesians 4, 11, are you there? Say amen. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Did you notice all of those things? That's some deep stuff right there. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body under the edifying of itself in love. Now, that's a lot of stuff. I'm not through reading yet, so don't get your hopes up. We're going to go back through a bunch of that in just a minute. Just hold on, Brother Pitts. You can stand a few more minutes. Verse 17, Pastor Pitts, I'm sorry. I love you, Pastor. Good to see you. God bless you. You're a great man. Where's Wanda? I don't want to hear it. Don't tell her I said that. Don't tell Wanda. Verse 17, this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you henceforth Walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them. I, 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 notice what that does not say, being alienated from the life of God because the devil that's against them. Being alienated from the life of God because the worldliness that's against them. Or uh, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness or the darkness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. We're coming to a head here. But you have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man which is corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which after God struggles all of its life, which after God struggles and barely survives and barely makes it. Is that what it says? That is not what it says. It says be renewed in the spirit of your mind and, be, and, and that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and in true holiness. Father, we thank you for your word, we thank you for your presence. Touch us even now in this place. Help us, God. Let your word go forth, be unhindered in the name of Jesus, and your spirit be not quenched tonight. Let faith be mixed with your word so that your word will be profitable to us. We ask these things in Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Look at three people and tell them attitude is everything.
my, my, my. Attitude is everything. Now, I, I'm going to just tell you straight up from the front. I told you a while ago we're just going to jump in the deep end of the pool. I'm not in a hurry. The bars will still be open when I'm done tonight, so you'll feel good about that. They'll be worshiping their God while we're home in bed sleeping when we're done with ours, so that makes you feel a little good. I'll tell you that right there. Praise God. But I know people drove a long way and people got to get home, but we're just going to, we're going to get after it tonight. E.M. Bounds said, it, said this, and it just, this just gets me excited. He said, a special kind of Christian is greatly needed today, one who will seek tirelessly after God, who will give God no rest day or night until God hearkens to their cry. The times demand, he said, praying men and women who are all athirst for God's glory and who are broad and unselfish in their desires. They are quenchless for God, who seek God late and seek Him early, and who will give themselves no rest until the whole earth be filled with the glory of God. Do I have anybody in here tonight that is tired tirelessly after God. You are so hungry for God and for a move of God that nothing else can satisfy you or will satisfy you. Is there anybody in here that will determine not to... We ain't going to give God no rest. We're not going to give God no rest until we see a manifestation of the glory of God fill the earth. I believe God has appointed this hour for the church to take its rightful place. I wish somebody would say amen. It's time for us as the church of the living God to put away childish things, to put childishness behind us. It's time for us as the church of the living God to cast aside everything that hinders our growth in God. And it's time for us to get down to business of, amu of amusing our responsibility as the church of the living God. It's time for us to get down to business of being the church. We have got to assume our responsibility as the people of God and as the church of God. Somebody say maturity. Somebody say growth. Somebody say attitude is everything. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says this. These are, these are mind-boggling scriptures. The next two I'm going to throw at you. Isaiah, Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forsaken the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Isaiah five thirteen. therefore my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. I like what the Amplified says, therefore my people go into captivity to their enemies without knowing it because they have no no knowledge of God and their honorable men their glory are famished and their common people are parched with thirst I, I look around and I see people God people God's people going into captivity every single day to their enemies without knowing it because they have no knowledge of God they have no knowledge of who they are in God and what they possess in God Are oh, y'all ready? Say, bring it on. Are oh, y'all ready? Let's get after it. Hallelujah. K 
character. Somebody say character. Character. Now I got to I got to lay some foundation to get us ready for the for the for, for tonight at, at the end of this service, but for these other two services as well, because this is not a one night wonder. God is building us up and setting us up, setting something up for the next couple of nights and the next couple of services. Character. Character is conformity to Christ's image. Track with me now. You tracking with me? Y'all ain't paying attention. God bless it. I'm glad I didn't wear that shirt tonight because y'all ain't even paying attention. The Greek word, I know y'all didn't. The Greek word, y'all waiting on tomorrow night to get started. So here we go. Y'all waiting on tomorrow night to get started. And by the time y'all get started, Sunday going to be over with. We're going to be going home. Y'all might as well go ahead and get started with me tonight. Is that all right? Somebody say amen. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. You're coming back. We want to rob us, Georgia, too far for you to drive. The Greek word character is derived from the word die, as in minting. It carries the thought of image or coinage or, cop, or, or copy or likeness. Somebody say likeness. Say likeness. Character is conformity to Christ's image or Christ's likeness. God, when God begins with us uh, he first begins by calling us come and follow me and then he continues by conforming us and i will make you fishers of men and then he ends with his commissioning us go ye into all the world Uh, but what we've got to understand is calling is not enough uh, and commissioning is not enough Uh, we have got to be conformed to the image or to the character of the lord jesus christ Uh, it ain't enough to call us uh, and then send us or call us and commission us we have got to know what we are and who we are in Christ what do we look like we know who we used to look like but you ain't look you ain't supposed to look like who you used to look like you ain't supposed to look like who you used to be you ain't supposed to act like who you used to be You are not who you were. You are not, you are not supposed to look like your old self or act like your old self. The old self died. The old me died at an altar of repentance, was buried in a watery grave, and I rose again in newness of life to walk in newness of life and to live in newness of life. That's who I am. So calling is not enough and commissioning is not enough. I got to be conformed to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our Father's goal, the Lord's goal, God's goal for us is, uh, Ephesians 4.13, that we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God uh, unto a perfect man, uh, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Uh, Listen to the Amplified. Uh, Our Father's goal is that we all reach oneness in the faith uh, and in the knowledge of the Son of God. Listen, growing spiritually uh, to become a mature believer reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ manifesting Christ spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity Oh, my Lord, did anybody hear what I just said? It is God's will that we all reach oneness in the faith. That's a big statement right there, that we all reach oneness in the faith. What would happen if all of us oneness churches would come together in oneness of the faith? 
we all reach oneness in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God. Listen, growing spiritually to become a mature believer, reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ, manifesting His spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. Listen to me. I've come to help somebody. I didn't come to cheerlead you through a few services. I've come to help somebody that needs some help tonight. I've come to help somebody that's stuck. I've come to help somebody that can't seem to break through. I've come to help somebody that needs to understand who they are and where they are in Christ. There is so much more in you and I than what's holding you back. There are gifts in you. There are gifts in you. There are gifts in you. There are abilities in you. What are you doing with those gifts? What are you doing with those abilities? What are you doing with what God has placed in your life? Till we reach oneness in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, growing spiritually to become a mature believer. Growing spiritually to become a mature believer. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, but I'm going to go ahead and cover this right now. We we all attitude is everything. You'll understand this before this weekend's over with. Or what I'm talking about with attitude is everything. If the Lord continues to lead, we'll 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 we'll, we'll clear it up for you. But but we all it seems like we get saved and then we reach a certain point of growth and we stop right there. We reach a certain point and we stop right there. We get settled into what we believe, what we think, what we feel. When is the last time you heard a message that literally changed you? When is the last time your man of God got in the pulpit and preached a message that so got a hold of you, caused you to adjust something in your life, do something you hadn't been doing, stop doing something you you, you shouldn't be doing? When's the last time you done? Growing spiritually, growing spiritually unto a mature believer. Growing spiritually unto a mature believer, reaching the measure of the fullness of Christ, manifesting Christ's spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. We got some spiritual gifts that are in the church that are lying dormant. I ain't got time to go there. Now, I ain't got time to cover all this. Y'all leave me alone. I ain't got time to cover all this. But, but, but you go to 1 Corinthians 12. You, you look at every answer, every problem, every trouble that mankind is going through. The answer to every single issue and problem man is dealing with is in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It's there. You get the gifts of the Spirit flowing. It deals with every area and every issue that man is going through. Why aren't they flowing in the church? Because they're sitting on the pew of the church. Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on. Verse 14. That we henceforth be no more children. Can, can we go ahead and jump in the deep end, y'all? Can we go ahead and get serious? Somebody say amen. Somebody, bring, somebody say bring it on. That we be henceforth no more children. Say that with me. No more children. No more means no further. Not any longer. Hence, not henceforth. Not from this moment forward. Not from this moment forward. Not any more. No more children. Somebody say children. The word children in the Greek literally means not speaking. 
not speaking. It's an immature Christian, a childish, untaught, unskilled. What is he saying? Literally be no more immature, no more childish, no more untaught, and no more unskilled. I thought that was very interesting, the childish, or the children part, the not speaking part. What are children famous for? Children are famous for crying. Children cry. Children cry. When they want their way, they cry. When they, when they, throw, when they get mad, they cry. There comes a time in our lives when we got to stop crying and we got to start speaking. You got to stop whining and you got to start speaking. You got to stop whining and you got to start speaking praise. You got to quit complaining and you got to start speaking faith. Come on, somebody. No more children. From this day forth, I'm not going to be immature. I'm not going to be childish. I'm not going to be untaught. I'm not going to be unskilled. Unskilled in what? Unskilled in what? Unskilled in the Word of God. Unskilled in the promises of God. Unskilled in my spiritual gifts. Be no more children. Be no more children. Sometimes you got to stop crying. You got to stop complaining. And you got to start speaking. You got to start talking. You got to start speaking faith. Some of you need to quit praying about some things and start saying some things. You've been praying about them. Now you just need to say them. God's already spoken it. Get in agreement with the Word of God. We are so paralyzed by what we conceive as our smallness and our insignificance. And that is true in ourselves. In ourselves, we are small and insignificant and we can't do anything in ourselves. But how much teaching do we need in Scripture to see that God says we are not in ourselves or of ourselves? We have been born again of the water and the Spirit. We're filled with the Spirit of God. We're filled with the presence of God. We are anointed of God Almighty. We are not of ourselves. We are in Christ Jesus. So therefore we are no longer insignificant and small and incapable. (laughs) This is good. I like it in the deep end. I had somebody text me. Was it last night? I guess it was. They're supposed to be here tonight, but they might try to come tomorrow night. They don't live here. You don't know them. Quit trying to figure out who it is. <laughs> They'd be brand new to you if they came. They're coming from about three hours away. They text me and said, I want you to pray about this situation. Blah, 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 blah. And I said, but why? You didn't pray about it? They said, yeah, I did pray about it. Then you don't need me to pray about it, do you? If you prayed about it, you don't need me to pray about it. Because if you prayed about it, God heard your prayers. God heard your voice. Where's your faith at? Your faith at, well, oh, God ain't going to hear me. God ain't going to listen to me. I got to get me a, I got to put it on the prayer list. My God, surely if we can get 20,000 people praying, surely God's going to do something 20,000 people praying. We're talking out of both sides of our mouth because we be talking about whether two or three agree together as touching anything. I'm in there midst of it. And then we're talking about 20,000 praying. We get God to do There's power in your prayers. There's power in your faith. I said, I'll be glad to pray with it for you, but you got to believe in your prayers. Woo! And so we, you know, had a nice conversation, built them up and encouraged them a little bit. You got to have faith in your prayers. Why are you asking if you don't believe what you're asking? That's why you ain't getting anything. No more children. No more children. You're not small and you're not insignificant. Where our childishness comes in is we're unskilled or we're untaught or we're immature. It ain't because we ain't being taught. It's because we ain't listening. 
It ain't because we ain't being taught or preached to. It's because we're not listening. Don't tell me you listening to the preacher when you Snapchatting in church. Oh, see, look, I done got Facebook. I done got a couple of messages. Y'all wait a minute. Y'all time out. Don't laugh at me. Some of y'all do the same thing while I'm preaching. Oh, Lord, I'm going to stand right here behind the pulpit. Don't tell me you listening to the preacher while you're checking the score and checking the game. Thank you, Bishop. There ain't nobody else with me but you. Don't tell me you're paying attention. That's why the word went right over our head. And we say, why didn't God speak to me? Why ain't God talking to me? He is. Every time your man of God gets in the pulpit, God's talking to you. Whether he's hollering or screaming or jumping or shouting or standing right here teaching, God is speaking to you. But are you paying attention? You know what my daughter used to do? Because we used to do it. I used to do it to her. Well, I mean, I'll be, I'll be, uh, you know, when she was just a little fart running around in diapers and all that stuff, she'd be trying to tell me something. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do something else. She'd be grabbing my face. Look at me, Daddy. She wanted to make sure I was looking at her eyeball to eyeball because she knew if I was looking at her, I'd be listening. I'd be saying, honey, I'm a man. I, I got two ears. I can multitask. I can be doing anything. And I can still. You women can't do that, but we men, that's why God, that's why. That's why we text and drive because God gave us a knee. Thank you, Bishop. Praise God. She wanted, to, she wanted my undivided attention. Wanted me to pay attention to her. Wanted me to look at her in the face. My cotton-picking wife, for some reason, does the same thing. She's talking to me, and then all of a sudden she'll stop. And I say, why'd you stop? Put the phone down and listen to me. Why'd you stop? Pause the TV. What you pointing him for? Why'd you stop, baby? I'm listening to you. Pause that TV. I don't have your undivided attention. Are you catching my drift right now? Man, God's preaching up a storm. God, he's been praying. He's been fasting. He's been seeking God because he done heard from God about you, concerning you, about what's going on in your life. You've been praying about it, and now here is the voice of God delivering to you, and you ain't listening. You ain't paying attention. That's childish. That's childish right there. Or a man. I don't know which one, but that's childish. You've got to listen. What I failed this test in school. Was you paying attention? No, not really. I was distracted. There you go. There you go. Come on, somebody. And now, and now they want to blame it, blame it on what? A-D-D-D-D-D-A-H-D-D-D, whatever. They want to blame it on all that stuff. It's called immature. It's called immature. It's called immature. I love what Pastor McCool said the other night in some deep Bible study teaching on Wednesday nights at our church. He said, you teach your kids how to behave in the church, and they'll know how to behave anywhere. It's called maturity. It's called growing up. And yes, we can teach our children how to pay attention in church. We can teach them how to listen to the man of God. We can teach them how to hear their pastor preaching. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about be no more children, no more immature. There are three areas I want to talk about that are recognizable and distinguishable in children. Immaturity is number one. Immaturity is what I was just talking about. Immaturity. Underdeveloped through lack of exercise. Hebrews 5.12, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again. What was he saying? You are immature. You've been around this thing long enough. You've been around this thing long enough, and you ought to be teaching right now, but you still need somebody to teach you. You've been around this thing long enough, and you ought to be on meat right now, but you're still on milk. He ain't talking to new converts right here. 
Amen. He ain't talking to new converts right here. Woo. What time it is? All right, I got plenty of time. Pastor jumping in on Wednesday night. I, was, I happened to be home on we, this Wednesday night. I, I got home in, in time to get to church there on Wednesday night. And Pastor and been at, at FAC Knoxville been doing some deep teaching. As soon as he got in the pulpit, he explained. We got, you know, we got 400 people there. We got, we got them from all ages spiritually. We got some brand new people don't know anything, just walked off the streets. I, I don't know nothing about nothing. And we got some uh, elderly, mature in the Lord people there. So as soon as he walked in the pulpit, he said, this is meat tonight. Tonight we are eating meat. We're going to be teaching on meat tonight. So some of you brand new people might not understand what we are teaching. But if you'll just hold on and get in here, God will give you enlightenment and understanding. We got to, some of you still on milk when you need to be eating some meat. You've been sucking on that bottle. Can I preach, Pastor? You've been sucking on that bottle long enough. Now it's time for you to push that bottle aside and grow up a little bit. You ought to be teaching somebody. That's your gift and that's your ability, not you being taught again. Immaturity, 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 immaturity. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what salvation is not. Condemnation, salvation, and stagnation is not the will of God. Conviction or condemnation, salvation, and stagnation is not the will of God. Babyhood is a delightful thing, but perpetual babyhood is deplorable. Spiritual perpetual babyhood is deplorable in the eyes of God. It is an embarrassment to God. God wants us to be rich in spiritual things. He doesn't want to convict us, draw us to an altar for us to stagnate after we leave the altar. Are y'all with me right now? Are y'all with me right now? God wants us rich in spiritual things. Unless we are grown up in Christ, we will be a liability to the kingdom of God. Spiritual, perpetual spiritual infancy, childishness is a liability to the people of God and the children of God. Listen, I pastored for 13 years. I pastored some immature, selfish people. They didn't want to grow up. They refused to grow up. They were a liability, childish and petty, wanting attention all the time and wanting to be amused all the time. You didn't sing my song, I'm going to get mad. You don't let me sing, I'm going to get mad. You don't show up to the prayer room and you want me to let you sing? Uh, you barely hear and you want me to let you sing? I'm preaching to the TV. I'm preaching to TVN or something, the cameras. I can't be preaching here. And we want to know why the world don't like us, because we stink. We've been we 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 twenty years old in the Lord, and we still pooping our diapers. That's why they don't like us. Hello, y'all don't y'all get my drift, right? Y'all get my drift. Big Daddy Joe walking around through Walmart, and he's still and he's still still wearing pull ups, pooping in his britches, because his mama didn't teach him no better at twenty five years old or whatever he is, thirty years old. Something's gonna be wrong with him. Ain't nobody gonna want nothing to do with him. Are y'all tracking with me spiritually? The, the world looks at us. Oh, here I go. Here I go. Well, I told you we were going to jump in on the deep end. The world looks at us and our family, our lost family members look at us. Uh, and they have no respect for us because we stink. Uh, we've been in the church 10 years, 5 years, and we're still doing the same stuff. we still got the same attitude, the same mentality. we still put, we still bad mouth and we still talking. we still gossiping. We'll still cuss at the drop of the hat. We stink. We stink. We're wearing dirty diapers. We sold in our britches spiritually, and they don't want anything to do with us. Are y'all tracking with me tonight? That we henceforth be no more children. No more children throw a fit when we don't get our way. 
better move on. I told you I was going to jump in the deep end. Tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine. That was number one, immaturity. Number two, instability. Another danger in spirit, is spiritual fickleness. Immature Christians are susceptible to every little shiny thing that comes down the pike. Every new little shiny church that comes down the pike, they just, they, they, instability in, in immature Christians, in children, uh, they can, they're religious, they, become, they can become religious gypsies. They move to and fro from one appealing fantasy to another. They can't get stable. They don't want to get stable. Woo! Are y'all tracking with me now? First Peter, or First Timothy, chapter four, verse one. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, chasing, carrying about with every wind of doctrine, listening to doctrines of devils. The doctrines of devils can be two sided. Doctrine of devil can be two sided. You don't have to. You don't have to listen to that preacher. He, 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 it's just his own opinion. You don't have to do what he's. You don't have to pay your tithe. You don't have to bring offering. You don't have to pray like that. You don't need. You don't need to do that. You don't have to have to line up to all that preachers telling you what to do. There. You don't have to listen to all that stuff. Uh, that, that, those scriptures are outdated. That's doctrines of devils. Uh, let me tell you what else is a doctrine of a devil uh, that you can't go any further in Christ because of your past, uh, because of your failures and your mistakes, uh, because you failed God and you and and you backslid in a time or two. Now you're done. You're finished. That's a doctrine of a devil. Get back up. Get back in the race. Uh, get back in the church and let's live for God. Let's go forward. Let's go forward. Every little shiny thing that comes down the pike, that we henceforth be no more children, no more tossed to and fro, no more carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Another deal with children is gullibility. Children are gullible. Children are gullible. The danger of deception. A baby is unskillful. A baby, babes who are unskillful in the word of righteousness, uh, their senses uh, are not exercised uh, to discern both good and evil. That's a baby. That's a baby. That's a child. You understand? That's a child. They are unskillful in the word of righteousness. That means they haven't had enough time to, to learn how to use and operate in the word of righteousness. That is a child, and their senses are, are, are not exercised to discern both good and evil. So Hebrews 5, 13 and 14, again, For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a baby. So it's all right if you're a baby to, eat, to drink milk. It's all right if you're a baby to not know everything about everything. In the church, it's all right if you're a baby not to understand tithe and offering. It's all right if you're a baby not to understand prayer and fasting. It's all right if you're a baby to, to not know what it means to come out from among the world and be a separate. It's all right if you're a baby, you don't understand those things that you got to be taught. Because see, babies still want to play with plugs. They still want to play with, they still want to put their hands in places that they shouldn't put their hands. They still want to just go running out into the highway after a ball without looking to the left or to the right because they don't understand those things. Because that's a baby. Are you tracking with me right now? But, verse 14, but strong meat belongeth to them that are full age. Woo! Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. A child can be led away with a puppy. That's what child molesters do. They can, they, 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 one of the puppy things or the kitten things is one of the favorite tools of a child molester at a playground. 
Help me find my little puppy. Here's a picture of him. Help me find my little kitten. Here's a picture of him. I can't find him. Children can be led away with shiny objects, a piece of candy, a shiny toy. They do not see the danger in it. But verse 14 in the Century English Version says it like this. We must stop acting like children. We must not let deceitful people trick us by their false teachings, uh, which are like winds that toss us from place to place. Uh, you've got to check who, who you are allowing to speak into your life. Uh, because, yes, there are wolves in sheep's clothing that come among us. Uh, yes, the enemy plants tares uh, in the church amongst the wheat. Uh, and if you're not careful, you might be sitting by a tear uh, that's going to tell you, all right, preacher's off his rocker. You don't need to be listening to all that. Uh, but there is another good church down there they don't require anything and they'll use you on their platform they don't require any standards they don't have oh my god when did standards become a dirty word deceitful people there are deceitful people in the church there are deceitful the enemy plants deceitful people in the church and if I, but if I don't know the word if I don't understand the teaching if I've not exercised my my gifts and myself if I have not stretched as it were my senses in the word of righteousness in the word of God I won't know whether this person is true or not true you should you should be able to discern that spirit Somebody say attitude is everything. Say maturity. Say growth. Say attitude. But I got I to keep going. I got I, I to get to the good part. But, but speaking, verse 15, but speaking the truth in love may grow up. May grow up into him. May grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. May grow up into Christ. We are not saved to stagnate. As I said earlier, conversion is our goal. Conversion is our gateway. But we are to progress from strength to strength, from glory to glory, and from faith to faith. You are to be moving from strength to strength, glory to glory, and faith to faith. Grow up in Him. Grow up in Christ. It means to become greater, to become greater than you are right now. Did you know it is the will of God for every one of us in this room to become greater than we are right now, to become stronger than we are right now? Do you know that every one of us in this room is the will of God, that we become bigger in the spirit realm than we are right now? Our faith becomes stronger than it is right now. We have not reached a plateau. What is what is, why? Why is the why is there a let's just be brutally honest. Why is there why is the, why is America oh here we go, Jesus going I'm sorry, Bishop. Why is America in, in the in a hell of a mess that it's in? I know I know Jesus Christ incarnate just walked into the White House, some of y'all think. I hate to bust your bubble, but there ain't nobody in the White House going to fix the problems in America. We need the church. The church is the only answer for the world today. But why is there a church on every cotton-picking street corner? Why is there a church on every street corner practically? And the, wor- and the world is still in the shape it's in. Why? Because we have plateaued. On whatever level or denomination they're in or a part of, they have reached a plateau, and they have stopped right there, and they're comfortable right there, and church is just a 
a part of their life. It is not who they are. It's just something they do on the weekends. And we are no different. Look at our churches. There's still too many sick people in our churches. Too many broke people in our churches. Because we, because we, re, we reached a level and we stopped. We reached a level and we stopped. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll move on there. We reached a level and we stopped. We stopped. Stopped growing right there. Stopped maturing in the spirit realm. Stopped maturing in the word of God. Preachers get up and, and, and as soon as they read their sermon, I heard that. I mean, their scripture, I heard that. I've heard that. Dear God, I don't need to hear David and John again. I heard that. I don't hear David and Goliath again. I heard that before. All right, God, check it out. Let me check my Facebook. Let me check Instagram. I heard that message. Heard that word. Oh, man. I dare you. I dare you to look at your name and say, Grow up. Grow up. Become greater, stronger, stronger in the spirit, stronger in faith. Bigger than you are right now. Grow up into, into is our identity. Into is our attitude. Into is the point reached or entered. It is a place, a time, a purpose, a result. Into is a result. It is growing up into Christ. What is the result of our growth? Into Christ. Jesus Christ is the result of our growth. We are growing up into him. He is the head. We are the body. We are growing up into his stature. It's when we grow up into the stature of the fullness of Christ, then we can do what he said we could do the works that I do you shall do also because we are walking in the fullness of the stature of Jesus Christ we are the body of Christ we are the body of Christ our identity is not the world it is not a crisis our identity is the Lord Jesus Christ somebody say attitude is everything we can no longer be satisfied with kids stuff we can no longer be satisfied with children's stuff almost done God wants us to be strong he wants us to be committed he wants us to be steadfast what is maturity how do you measure maturity how do you measure that maturity maturity is not measured by the absence of problems in our lives maturity is measured by how we handle those problems in our lives I believe believe that our faith is tested every single day In some form or fashion, my faith is tested to some degree or level every single day. One way or the other. My level of maturity is measured not by the absence of problems or tests in my life, but how do I handle them? Do I get mad? Do I get angry? Do I quit coming to church? I ain't coming back. He didn't shake my head. I ain't coming back. I'm quitting. He didn't think about song. I don't like it. I'm quitting. I'm going to give up. I'm like, hey, because, because the pastor sometimes has to correct us or has to rebuke us. That's almost a bygone thing because we are so afraid. We're going to hurt people's feelings. And if we, if we step on some toes, they're going to leave church. They're going to go somewhere to another church down the road that don't ever mention sin, don't ever mention immaturity. That don't ever put a demand on us to grow up. That don't ever put a demand on us to quit sucking our thumb. To quit whining to get that pacifier out of our mouth and become mature adults in the things of God. And start teaching Bible studies. Start winning the law. Start reaching souls. 
When are we going to get to the place where we start laying hands on the sick as believers and they recover? And I messed up the whole revival on night one. I wish I'd have saved this for the very last night, Sunday night. I thought we wouldn't have a church on Sunday. You're right. We're not having church on Sunday night. This would have been a perfect message to preach Sunday night. <laughs> God's will for you is for you to rise above your circumstances. God's will for you is to learn to live consistent, victorious lives in the strength that he provides. To live a consistent, victorious life in the strength that he provides. His strength, his stability, his power his might God is looking in this last day in this last hour as I said a while ago it's time for the church to take its place it's time for the church to stand up and be the church it's time how how, how, much, how much longer do our ministers and our preachers have to coddle us I know, I know darkness waves your past in your face. I know darkness waves your failures in your face. I know the enemy tells you you can't, you won't, you never will, and you're never going to because you just, you're nothing and you're nobody and you're a failure. And I know, I know that immature people do the same thing to you. Immature Christians do the same thing to us. Whoo. I just, I just got, I just closed out a revival. I just closed out a revival. I preached a rise conference there a, la, a, a month and a half ago, and so they and they wanted me to come back. And I just preached a revi- closed out a revival in in Ohio at the House of Grace. I'm going back there in the end of July for their camp meeting. They are a raw uh, a church. They don't know nothing. They they bust people in off the streets. Uh, they are just as raw as they can be. They don't know anything from uh, from up from down. Basically, they're just coming there to because they heard about a God that could change their life. Uh, uh, they, they when you when you get out of when you, they bustle me in and when you get out to go in the church uh, you got to walk through about 10 people smoking cigarettes you got to walk through the cigarette fog because uh, they just don't know better but when you get on this in the on the inside and there's 100 150 people in there and they're when the pastor opens it up for testimony service uh, when their testimony service is uh, pastor it's been a week and i hadn't smoked a cigarette yet uh, pastor it's been a week and i hadn't went and bought a six-pack yet uh, pastor when that and, and the other one says it's been two days uh, and the other one says it's been five days pastor and i picked up a pornographic magazine uh, it's been all and that's their testimony and when you open the altar up they run up there to the front well I preached there you know me I just preached there we just got Harry Carey we just got crazy I, I said some of you some of you have been coming for months now when you got here you got a victory you got touched you got blessed and you left here and walked out the door and you fell right back into the same mess you fell right back into the same hell you fell right back into the same temptation and they brought you back in here and you prayed through again and you walked back out and did the same thing I said I don't care how many times you do it keep coming back until you learn how to stand on your own two feet keep coming back until you learn how to resist that temptation don't give up on God just keep now 
Y'all going to get mad at me now, but I ain't talking about y'all. I told him, I said, this church, I said, I'm looking around at you right now. All of y'all bunch of redneck, hillbilly, Ohioans. I can tell you, not y'all, I'm talking about them. I said, these people ain't going to judge you if you fall and make a mistake. They're going to let you come back to the house of grace. But you can go to some of us, some of our well-established churches, and we're going to... You sit on the back row. You get back there on that back row before you, before you make a move. We're going to see what you do. And all of us holier than now, people that sit up towards the front, we, we looking back at, we got one eye closed, the other eye's looking at you. See if you got both hands raised. Hey, hey, hey. You ain't got permission yet to raise both hands. You failed. Put your one hand down, put your other hand up. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know that attitude that's been around us Pentecostals for too long. If somebody fails or stumbles or make a mistake, we're going to hold it over their head as long as we possibly can. That is, I don't, that's an immature saint right there. You need to forgive and forget and let's move on. Take them by the hand. Bring them back to the front. Put your arm around them. Love them and let's have revival and let's have church. We got to be consistent. We got to be victorious. got to grow up we got to mature you hearing the word tonight are you hearing the word tonight i'm gonna read it again ephesians 4 13 until we all reach oneness in the faith and in the knowledge of the son of god growing spiritually somebody say i want to grow spiritually somebody say i'm not satisfied where i'm at i'm not satisfied does anybody in here, does anybody, is there anybody besides me in here believe that there's more to God than what you're experiencing right now? Is there anybody in here believe, is there anybody in here believe that there's more to God than what you're seeing and experiencing right now? Is there a craving inside of you? Are you satisfied? Are you ready to sit down and say, I'm good right here, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm content right here. Or is there a craving in somebody in here? Is there a stirring in somebody in here that says, God, give me more? I, I preached at that revival at the house of grace. I've seen so many broken people there. Man, listen. Those people were so broken. They were so hurting. They were so broken. They was listening to everything that come out of my mouth. Because they just wanted to be healed. They just wanted to be delivered. They heard about this God. That could set them free. And they'd been in that mess long enough. They was tired of it. They wanted out. We had such a knockdown, drag out service on Saturday. I mean, people was falling out in the Holy Ghost. God was moving. People was getting the Holy Ghost. We were baptizing people in a horse trough up on the stage. I preached harder than I preached in a long time. I had so much fun. It was so awesome. We left that church. I mean, people, we were, we were literally on cloud nine, stepping to ten. We were so fired up. I got back to my room. Pastor Tipton, I got back to my room when I got all settled in about midnight when we all when y'all got to left the rest, rest, restaurant and all that stuff. I got back to my room. I laid down in my bed. Christina and I didn't think. 
Oh, I'm satisfied. All of a sudden, just a, a hunger come back on me. I said, Father, I thank you for tonight, but I'm hungry for you tomorrow. When I, when I woke up, Joseph, on Sunday morning, I, I was so hungry to get back to church. I could not hardly wait to get back to that service. I was so hungry. I said, God, I want more. I want more. I want more. I saw you. We saw you last night. We felt you last night. But I want more. I want to see you like I've never seen you. I want to feel you like I've never felt you. I want to taste you. I want to touch you like I never have before. I want more. Is there anybody in this place? Is there anybody that says, I'm tired of being held back? I'm tired of being held down? Oh, listen to me. Listen to me. Some of you have got, you got weights on you that ain't the devil it ain't the world it's your I'm being honest it's your own fault that those weights are still there you gotta cast those weights off you gotta lay those weights aside you gotta lay those attitudes down you gotta lay that mindset aside there ain't nothing stopping you but you and there's things in your life that's hindering you that has no right being there they have no right being there. There's things stopping you that has no biblical, God-given right being there. The only thing giving them the right to be there is you. It's you. Is there anybody in here today that would step out of your pew for just a few minutes and walk up here to this front that says, I'll lay aside whatever I have to lay aside. I'll put it at the altar, whatever I have to put at the altar. I'll put it at the feet of Jesus, whatever I have to put at the feet of Jesus. But I'm not going to be held back any longer. If, you, if, you, if you've been experiencing that childishness, that childish mentality, would you repent right now? Will you repent right now of your sins? Will you repent of that attitude and that mindset that's holding you hostage? Will you repent of what's holding you back right now? Is there anybody? Is there anybody? Is there anybody hungry for a move of the Holy Ghost? Is there anybody hungry for a move of God? Come on, let's reach out right now. Let's reach out right now. Let's reach out right now. Come on, let's examine our own hearts. Let's examine our own minds. Let's examine our own spirits right now. Come on, examine your attitude. What's been tripping you up? What's been holding you back? Oh, my God. 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 Check your attitude right now. Check your attitude right now. Check your attitude. Is it childish? Is it a childish attitude? You got bitterness in your heart over something? You got hatred in your heart? You got spite in your heart? You got envy in your heart? You've been complaining and murmuring and bellyaching over something or somebody or something that's happened to you. It's time for you to lay it at this altar and move past it. It's hindering you. It's stopping you. It's preventing you. It's blocking the gifts of, of God from flowing in your life. It's stopping the, it's, it's holding back the gifts that God has placed in your life. It's holding back your gifts. It's got you stopped up. It's got you blocked up because you won't release that attitude or that mindset. Come on, lay it on this altar. Close your eyes and give it to the Lord right now. 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 You got to move past it. You got to move past it. You got to grow past it. You got to grow past it. Somebody hurt you. You got to grow past it. Somebody's offended you. You got to grow past it. Somebody's betrayed you. You got to grow past it. I'm telling you, there's healing in this house right now. 
But I'm not talking about physical. I'm talking about spiritual healing. There's a spiritual and a mental healing in this house right now. And that spiritual healing will result in physical healing. It will manifest it. When there is a spiritual healing sweep through this place, it will manifest itself in the physical realm as well. But there is healing for somebody in this house. There's, he- there's mental healing for somebody in this house. But you got to release. you got to let go. It ain't nothing the devil can keep on you. It ain't nothing people can keep on you. But you got your fist balled up right now in your heart, in your mind. you got your spirit balled up inside of you because you've been wounded and you've been hurt. There's healing right now. Why don't you release it? There's healing right now. Why don't you release it? There's healing right now. Why don't you release it? Let God heal you. Let God heal you. Let God heal you. Let God heal you. It ain't going to get any better until you let go of it. Come on, sing it, sing it, sing it. Pray, pray all over this building right now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Let a spiritual maturity come over us right now. Let a spiritual growth and maturity come over us we right now, Father. We are your people oh, crying out Jesus, in desperation. Open the blind eyes. Anything blocking me, Lord, I repent. Anything hindering me, Lord, I repent. Anything standing in my path, Lord, I repent. 